0: And a welcome to Camel Call Friday with my good friend Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris A. Meyer. This is the place, if you don't know, for all things Campbell Athletics. And let me tell you, this is the time of year we love. It's trophy time, and it starts this weekend. Our women's lacrosse team, fantastic record-breaking season. And now they go for a NCAA tournament berth, and a Big South championship bid. If you're listening to this on Friday, the semifinal match is taking place tonight. 7 o'clock from Macon, Georgia. Mercer is hosting, as Mercer is the number one seed, but Campbell goes for a women's lacrosse championship.
1: We talked about it last week, the importance of that home finale. Winner of that game gets the one seed. It was a really fascinating tie-breaking scenario since all three teams, Furman, High Point, Campbell, were 7-2, and two, yeah. and they all beat each other. Clearly no one beat Mercer. They were undefeated. It came down to an RPI Monday release of who had the highest RPI, and the second and the third, and it all came in within 10 spots. So Campbell gets the three seed. I think the good news for Campbell is of all the teams to play Mercer, they had the best showing, and yes. that was just senior day. It was last week over the, over the weekend. Now they avoid Mercer in the first round, and they play a Furman team, that was a close one goal game. The crazy part, talking to Jason Williams about it, Mercer, High Point, Furman all play or sorry, High Point Furman, Campbell all played each other. All the games were decided by one goal. Yeah. So all three have played each other really tight. You know, Mercer's clearly the favorite, but that two three could be really interesting. And then when you get to a final, we've played Mercer well. I mean, this could be a heck of a weekend.
0: Yeah, you, you you mentioned that, High Point and Furman. Campbell will play Furman tonight on, on Friday, both decided by one goals. And then Mercer, Mercer had been beating the, beating the stuffing out of everybody in the conference. And Campbell, they were up in that game. They were up late. It was a brilliant game. If anybody can beat Mercer, it can be Campbell. So again, it's been a record-setting season no matter what happens from here on out, but but gosh, you would love to see them in their last year in the big South. And how right?
1: about Sam Bischoff, midfielder of the year in the conference and they Rebecca took Taylor, tons of awards. the defender of yes, the year? You're right. I saw they had 5 on the first team all conference and that's kind of the growth of this program. Yeah. 3 years ago it was maybe one or two on the first team and now to see five and two all conference player of the year is their position. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, she has built from scratch. Remember, she took over the program, uh, did head coach Don Easley after it was uh it was invented. So after year one, Don has come in and built this into a consistent winner that competes for conference championships every year. The CAA, probably one of the best women's lacrosse conferences in the entire country. So they will go in and have some big competition right off the bat, but, uh, but, but it's awesome what she has done with our women's lacrosse program. Also this weekend, our softball team battles for a regular season title. Softball taking care of business, so they have set themselves up for success. Here's the deal. They play second place Longwood. Longwood is a couple of games behind them in the loss column. So Campbell, when if they serious? win one, if they win just one game, they'll oh, get at least a share okay. of the title. Point. Number two um, number two seed in the conference tournament. It's at a neutral site, Radford, who's not even in it. So so that's not on the line, do you host? It's not like women's lacrosse. But if they win the series, win two out of three games, doubleheader on Saturday, Sunday, the final game of the series. If they win two out of three, it will be uh, their regular season title and a number one seed all alone. So if they win one or two, They're going to get a trophy. It depends if it's a share or not. And the bottom line is, no matter what they do, one or two wins, if they get a share of the trophy, third straight regular season title that has never been done before in the history of Campbell Softball.
1: And the the best news of this all is you play the team you're you're battling a title for. So you clearly want to win those two games, win the series. You know, sharing a title is great, and they shared it with two other teams last year. But to have that lone championship and what this team's done – Another sweep in Norfolk State. The offense wasn't great this week, but they found a way to win. Yeah. And and Tyra Parker was amazing catching everything in the outfield. I had to go back 2012, the last three-peat in the Big South. Radford had a four-peat as a regular season champion, and then Coastal Carolina in 05, 06, 07, they three-peated. So it's been a decade since the team has run the table three straight years. That would be a with the new coaching change and with the culture like that's a that's a hell of a season
0: amazing amazing i don't think you're supposed to say hell Sorry, on the podcast season. we'll go we'll, we'll we'll go back and take care of that take care of that in post and man dynamite uh <laughs> dynamite research from you today evan man that's a uh, that's great 37 wins for the softball team this year. They've won seven in a row. They've only lost three conference games, 28-4 and four at home. With
1: two losses to
0: Duke. That is an all-time – yeah, that, you're right. The, the two losses were to Duke. They have beaten two Power 5 teams in NC State and Purdue. And with that 28-4 and four record at home, you can make a really good argument that this has been the best regular season in Campbell softball history slash all time it's a, it's been sensational
1: so softball changed its scheduling format about 20 years ago they used to play 70 games in the regular season now it's more in the 50 game Tristan Elledge and I were talking about this there were years where the teams would have like a 40 and 27 record they play a lot more games pre. I gotta get 70
0: exactly. games? Are you sure?
1: In the record books, there are My seasons Lord. with 65 and 70 games. And and not big postseason runs and whatever. Okay. This is the modern softball. So in the last wow. 20, let's say 20 years, this would be nearing their best statistical win-loss season of all time. Yeah. They're getting close to the all-time wins record, which again, they played a lot more games when that record was set. But in terms of the modern era, when you're at 37 wins yeah. now, you could clearly win two or three this weekend, and then the tournament... Maybe NCAA's. There's a chance to get to 40, 45 wins if you keep going.
0: Yeah, the Big South Championship, their tournament is at Radford. It'll, it'll come up this May 11th through 13th. It's, it's interesting too because there's going to be two teams in Charleston Southern and Winthrop that are both fighting for the fourth seed. Both of those teams have beaten Campbell, but once. So it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be a it's going to be a heck of a tournament up in Longwood uh, next week. Speaking of tournaments, our track and field team, they're tuning up. They will start their tournament down at Rock Hill Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They continue to just shatter and set and shatter school records. There are a couple of student athletes on that team that I believe have set and broken the school record maybe three or four times in the same event this year. Especially it's just in, unheard in, of. in the team events, the yeah, 4 by 100 the,
1: the high jump, the hurdles, like... This team's special. I want to give you one last note. Record for games in a season, 1995, they played 72 games. <laughs> Conference to softball. Yeah. Just one last nugget on I'm softball. Glad you, I'm glad you did that because I, I thought I, you might have pulled that Tr- out of Tristan somewhere. I that knew it, wasn't it was true. in the high set, 60s, but 72 is the record.
0: Tristan Elledge, uh, unbelievable. I think he has nine sports that he's doing, including softball right now, MediaCom. Shout out to him.
1: He's also helping with track. That's so right. So keep it on the Tristan Elledge train That's here. Right. You know, it'll come down to points. And we've talked about high point has a lot more runners and the Winthrop track. It's not the best track in the world, but Campbell's done well there before. I think it's just about winning the most individual titles. And you can spin this, you know, we're in the PR business. You may not win the total points, but you may have, like we saw in in the indoor, the best team performances of any of the teams. Coach Givens was coach of the year. Yeah. So clearly, they have the best runners. They just have to find ways to accumulate points.
0: Yeah, it will be interesting, and and either way, they're already. It seems like there's there's going to be a bunch of camels down uh, at NCAA regionals, which comes up in a couple of weeks. So women's golf. We told you this uh, last week because uh, they had the selection show, but they will be in Raleigh. In the NCAA tournament, twelve teams in each regional. If you're in the top six, you end up going to uh, the NCAA championship. Also, there's a chance for individuals to do well. It is not a home course by any means, but they're very familiar with. It. It's at Lonnie Pool. Uh, NC State's course up in Raleigh. So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Free admission. If you've never been to a golf tournament oh, like yeah. that, it's just unbelievable. And if you think you're good at golf, you go watch these college athletes, and those are some people that are really good at golf, especially at that level.
1: And bring your hiking boots to. Lonnie it's a Court. hilly course. It is yep. a very steep course. Yep. You, you think it's walkable, which it is, but you have to be prepared <laughs> to walk the course. Yeah. It's not one of those Keith Hills you walk around in five minutes. It, it'll take you a couple Keith miles. Keith Hills
0: will get you too if you go on the back. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk more about golf later. But yeah, just a sensational thing. And again, this is the best setup and the best course for them to uh, be able to punch their ticket back to the NCAA tournament, um, NCAA championship, uh, which they haven't been to in a few years. Baseball. Last week, Mm -hmm. not a quote unquote great week. They lost two very close games. If there was a replay review at Elon, they probably wouldn't have lost both of them. They knew. As far as you know, what things you're week. going to get at the NCAA tournament, if you're still in the mix, for a, a regional hosting site, you needed to go 2-0. and That's what they did, and it started with the game that, that, that you called up at UNC, winning against North Carolina at North Carolina for the first time
1: in a long time. Former broadcaster Robert Harper, who was a previous person in your role, had mentioned that last win was when Campbell had eight wins that season. North Carolina was the number two team in the country in <laughs> 2007, They won the national championship with Dustin Ackley that year and had a great team in Chapel Hill. But all these years later, 16 years later, and we didn't play every season against UNC. Right, Never and they, been and they will off.
0: not come down here and play. No, NC no, no. It's, State it's comes well, down here and play. Well noted. ECU comes here and plays. Duke comes Duke here and plays. UNC will not come down here to play Campbell.
1: And for good reason. It's a good program. I understand why they don't want to play Campbell. They'll lose here. It's but, a tough NC,
0: but, but see, my thing has always been lately, NC State and ECU are better than UNC. They're better this year. They've been better for a few years. I know UNC has a tradition and everything like that, but... Come on, man! It's Come the wine and down. cheese crowd, especially and no offense to the, especially fancy state, but. especially fancy state and ECU is coming down here. Do it, but you know. So anyway, we've, we've
1: been there five straight years, all close losses, especially in the post-COVID era. Yeah. But this year, the bats came to play late, and the Campbell crowd just seeing it in person, mostly up the first baseline and in the right field corner. But an amazing turnout. Yeah. I mean, at least a thousand people just in Campbell gear, and it was fun seeing the UNC sweaters. And the Campbell sweaters of like the husband and wife who had the different ties to each school, including Professor Kim Ballard, who ah, works in our exercise mm-hmm. science department. And she had the the Campbell sweater. Her husband had the UNC sweater, and she's standing at the end of the game, clapping her hands. You know that type of stuff's neat. We need those rivalries and that intensity. And man, Justin Hare, what a win! I saw. Yeah. I saw him post game, big hugs. He, he, every game is you know one game at a time, but just from the. He had never won there as an assistant or a head coach and yeah. to finally do it. And then they really took care of Elon the next day. Yeah. So no letdown. They, they really had a great week.
0: Yeah, so so they went 2-0 and against uh, two teams that uh, that get you there in the RPI, but also were, were good teams. And for, for them to do that, um, you, you don't want to say off track because they lost two very close games to two very good teams uh, last week. But here they are. They go back into the Big South. Take on UNC Asheville this weekend, 3 o'clock today on yeah. Friday, they, they, and then these Saturday tough, and Sunday. You know, for
1: folks who know a lot about RPI, thankfully it's a road contest, but there was a national article put out by D1 Baseball. They call it the RPI trap team of the week. Yeah. And with Asheville having a 185 RPI, if Campbell loses a game in this series, their RPI will drop tremendously. They yeah. need to win all three. And honestly, just between us and our listeners here, We need a (laughs) rainout. We do not need to be playing all three of these games to kill our RPI. I understand there's more to it. It's just a number. But Campbell's RPI will fall this weekend, even in a sweep. That's just the nature of who you play and the schedule. Maybe if some teams they beat do well, that always helps. Like when Louisiana Lafayette beat LSU, that helps Campbell's RPI. So some of that can happen. But honestly, they need to get out of there healthy. They need to win three games and hope there's a rainout in game three and go 2-0.
0: Yeah, there's lots of reasons why Campbell's in the CAA, but if you need uh, that that headline talking point, uh, baseball, that there are five, sometimes six teams this year, bounces back and forth in the CAA that are in the top 100 in RPI, there's only one in the Big South, and it's Campbell. And again, when you play uh, weekend series in conference and sweep on the road and your RPI goes down, that's a problem. There's a lot more well, good Coastal reasons Carolina to it well. Carolina had the well. same
1: issue for a decade. Yeah, there's no doubt. And that's why Coastal explored the Sun Belt yeah. and wanted to make that jump. Football drove the mission behind it, but you're right. It shows the dominance of the league.
0: After this weekend, four more home games left, including if things go right. Campbell could have a chance to clinch their fifth straight regular season title in the big south had to count on my 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 fingers that time um as they will take on uncw future caa opponent that is a very good game very good opponent coming up on tuesday at six for example
1: their rpi 76 yeah and that's a good team that always beats they won a series at TCU, so you win that game, and it helps your our, Right to your point.
0: Right, so Tuesday, 6 o'clock, UNCW, that'll be a fun game. And then this next weekend, 12th, 13th, and 14th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 6-6 for the Saturday game, and 2 o'clock on Sunday, it's our final Fireworks uh, Friday of the year. And again, the Fireworks could be Campbell uh, could have a chance could to be win a their fifth trophy, straight regular right? like, season. Do you lift the trophy season. and then launch the Fireworks, yeah. or do you yeah which is uh oh, man. which is awesome and then you know then the softball team will be trying for their you know third straight trip to the NCAA tournament it it is just so fun Th- this next week and a half so many trophies on the line so many streaks ex- extended
1: well and given the fall was the regular season dominance and and Campbell Athletics was just short in a couple of their premier fall sports of winning yep. the conference tournaments here's now the chance in the spring to not only win the regular season, but take advantage of these last Big South tournaments. These are our last chance to win these titles, especially in baseball and softball. And lacrosse could pull something out, and we're going to have a lot of individual champions and track on the men's and women's side. So, you know, like we said, given the difficulty of the fall, and then the surprise of the winter with men's basketball getting hot late it would be really nice to end with a couple championships. Yeah.
0: Yep, nothing at home this weekend, so uh, so some of you can can take a breath. Everything on on ESPN Plus when it comes to baseball, women's lacrosse and softball. Also, I won't tell you fully, but if you're listening to this podcast, are we adding women's bowling? And you don't know already, I would check at GoCamelsMBB. That's a men's basketball on Twitter and Instagram this weekend, you may have some uh, some really good news that is going to make you very happy. I can't break it yet here, but there might be some very, very good news.
1: Well, on that front, already three signed players, including a high-point transfer, Sam yeah. Perez.
0: You should look at the people that they've, that they've signed. And clearly uh, have definitely. found some yeah. players
1: to replace. We've talked about the, the players yeah. in the portal, but they are working hard on the road recruiting, and it's starting to pay off. Yeah,
0: we will... Uh, If everything goes like I think it's going to go, we'll have a whole lot to talk about next week, basketball-wise as well, as well as uh, all all the trophy talk. So that's what they call in this business a tease, Evan. With Evan Buttervich. We'll send it to break. I, with Evan Buttervich. <laughs> I'm Chris Ameyer. We have a lot of fun doing this. Thank you so much for listening. Also, too, this has been a catch-up week through some technical glitches. Some of the Camel Call Live shows have not uh, been on the podcast, so you can go back and and hear great stuff from softball, cheerleading, and baseball. Um, you'll want to hear all of those. So uh, where you get your podcast, go back. There's some uh, classic Camel Call Live podcast uh, coming up with – Evan, I'm Chris. So long. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend.